Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. So last week, NXT 2.0 got off with an almighty bang because we had weddings, we had new champions, and we had more debuts than you can shake a yellow highlighter at. I may have to rethink that, won't I? But the main question was this week, were we going to see more of the same? Were we going to see more bodies broken? That's with 2Ks because WWE. There was also the little thing of who were going to be the new title contenders for the NXT Championship, the Tag Team Championships, all the good stuff. There was a lot that we needed to know, and luckily they told us some of the things. We're going to have to assume some other stuff, but there was a lot to get stuck into, so I'm going to start waffling, you're going to start watching, we're going to up and down in. I'm Gareth, let's do it. So look, I'm not sure if we did this last week or even if there was one because like there was a big debut, there was a big start of the new show, there was a lot going on. But the signature for NXT 2.0, I really like it. I like the music, I like the feel, the vibe, the colour scheme. It was magnificent stuff, so it's all getting up. And we got off to a kind of rolling start, you could say, because people were already in the ring. There were loads of newbies, NXT newbies, all walking around like really hungry sharks, like, oh, we're in NXT, look at us, we're going to keep flexing. And then out of nowhere, Tommaso Ciampa, the brand new NXT champion after 980 days i'm gonna keep hammering this home because that boy deserves that belt he walked down to the ring with goldie and everyone just serenaded him they were singing his song back to him it was just a lovely moment and he really didn't mess around he was like i deserve to be where i am because i've worked my ass off it was worth the wait but it's not just about me it's about the future as well which is a little bit changing his tune from last week because he said it's not about the future it's about him but people change things change he also had the great line that nxt just became the a show because he's on top Oh boy, I wish that were true. But then after this, the likes of Cameron Grimes, LA Knight, Pete Dunne, they all came down to the ring and they were like, oh, I want this NXT championship. And all the newbies just started firing back. They got really cocky, really high on their own hype. And they were like, no guys, we're here now. This is our show. They didn't actually do that, but that was the kind of sentiment. Before long, everything just devolved into a big old brawl because this is still WWE and that is still something we have to do pretty much every single show, every single week. And then it like went into the backstage area and all the women were fighting in just for reasons they were all squabbling and hitting each other they went back into the ring they were still fighting and then Bron Breaker got the mic and he was like right I want a tag team match I'm going to team up with the NXT champion even though we're a bit weird right now and we're going to take on Ridge Holland and Pete Dunne we're going to have a match it's going to be really big and meaty and aggressive and guess what spoiler alert it kind of was but hold your horses we weren't there yet that was going to happen in the main event of the evening we'll do that later on before that we had a cruiserweight championship match because yes the big money match that was Kushida 
Carter taking on Roderick Strong of the Diamond Mine. That was coming up, and of course, this was always going to get an up because if you've seen these two people, they're very good at the whole wrestling thing. And insanely, I checked my notes, and this was the first Kushida match we've had since July 21st, apparently. Yeah, I know he may have had some injuries and people have been saying he's ducking Roderick Strong and all that in the storyline, but it is crazy. We've not seen this man in so long. And just, well, as soon as he got started, as soon as he started flipping around the ring and just showing off his incredible mat prowess, I believed in my heart that I really did miss this man. I want him to stick around longer. Because you've just got to appreciate the fact that Kushida can bend a man's arm into places it just simply should not go. He turned Roderick Strong into Stretch Arm Strong. I'll get out. And there were your usual beats that you're going to get in a Roderick Strong Kashida match. You had the handspring dropkick from Kashida. You had all the forearms and knees from Roderick Strong. It was exciting stuff. I was getting really, really absorbed into it. And then, well, the inevitable happened. Because there were numbers involved. There was a numbers game outside because there were loads of people from the Diamond Mine. So eventually, they got involved. Malcolm Bivens distracted the ref. And then it was out of nowhere. Ivy Nile hits a superwoman punch on Kashida. Knocked his block off. He got dragged back into the ring. And then Roderick Strong did his, like, suplex backbreaker thing that he does which is wah beautiful stuff and he won the cruiserweight belt he's a new cruiserweight champion it was probably needed let's be honest because we've not seen Kushida for a bit he had a great run I think over summer in a few decent matches left right and center but I think here here was the time to do this diamond mine needs some gold but speaking of people needing gold after the match Grayson Waller just walked down to the ring and he was like ah I'm new and I like the belt I want it you're gonna gonna give me a chance at it and Malcolm Bivens weirdly just said yeah okay cool you can have a title shot next week and it's it's that easy it is just that easy that annoyed me that's gonna get down we had another tony d'angelo video and this time he was stood beside the docks talking about his uncle and how his uncle used to say the two most important things in life are business and family but he's gonna add another thing to that a really important thing which is him succeeding in wwe I like these. They're really cheesy and just like tongue-in-cheek. But yeah, Tony's cool. Tony's my guy. Oh, Tony goes and wins the belt. You heard it here first. We then had Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs explaining why they became friends in the first place. It turns out they were in a bar. They were having a chat. And then they didn't see eye to eye. They had a big brawl, which was caught on CCTV and low like phone cameras and things like that. And they were just fighting and fighting and fighting to the point where they went, huh, I respect you. You're a, you're a fighter. You're a brawler like me. So let's team up and beat up everyone else. Seems legit. Two of the women who were spotted fighting earlier in the night backstage were Kaylee Ray and Amali Miller, and they had a bit of a match, and I say a bit of a match because it did not last long, but it's still going to get an up. And I'd love to take you into the squash zone early, but I just can't at this point because Amari Miller got some offense in quite early on in this match. But before long, the longest reigning NXT UK women's champion ever, Kaylee Ray, she got the advantage and she looked pretty damn formidable. Because to round out the match, she just blocked an Amari Miller kick and just spanner into a KLR bomb out of nowhere. It hit the thing, it just knocked her out completely. She won the match. And you've got to feel when it comes to Kaylee Ray that she can't have too many more of these kind of not quite squashes, but dominant victories over people like Amari Miller because before long there's not going to be many people left. She needs to go up a notch now, take on somebody like, I don't know, like maybe, I don't want to say push her straight into a Raquel Gonzalez match because that's just too easy, but somebody like a Frankie Monet, somebody like a Zia Lee, just give us someone a bit higher up a rank and she can keep climbing and then eventually she can take on Raquel and win the belt. I'm just bucking all over the place. Really quick backstage interview, we had Bron Breaker talking about the fact that the match that he was going to have tonight, the tag team match alongside Tommaso Ciampa, was the biggest one of his career ever oh, so big and then Tommaso Ciampa walked in and was like yep you bet your ass it is and then he looked at the belt and he was like I I want the belt these two 
It's not really a secret, is it? These two better have a fight over the belt or I will feel cheated. And then who said that chivalry is dead because Zion Quinn surely didn't. He was walking through the most dangerous place in NXT, the car park. He was walking up to a door. He opened the door for some lovely ladies to walk through and a guy like cut in front and was like, oh, I'm going to go instead. And he was like, dude, what are you doing? And he started scoffing at him. So he slammed his head into the door, which is a rule you should try in your day-to-day -day life. If you try and let somebody through a door and a, a bloke cuts you off, smash his head into it. It'll go really well. Dante Chen had his debut match. It's the first ever Singapore-born signee to NXT. I believe that's the way they were wording it. He was taking on Trey Baxter and this Oh, it just didn't click for me, so I'm going to give it a down. Because, hey, I've got no problem if you're just going to bring somebody onto the scene. They're going to have a really good dominant victory in the first match. We've seen that probably in the last two weeks quite a lot. But it was just the execution of this particular one. Because Dante Chen didn't do pretty much anything in this match. He just ran around like a headless chicken. Trey Baxter looked amazing. He was flipping. He was flying. He just looked his, his usual athletic, hyper-talented self. And then out of nowhere, Dante Chen just caught him in like a guillotine driver thing and won the match. And it was a bit like, oh. Is that it? Like, he's got just one move out of nowhere, and that's... It made both guys just look a bit meh. And again, you can't really count it as a squash either, because Trey Baxter got a bit of offense in beforehand and then just got stopped by one move. It doesn't really give us enough on either character. It gives us enough to want to see more of them. It just felt rushed. It also felt like a way of shoehorning a character just onto the show just because it didn't work. It did not work for me. We're going to move on. We had a quick glimpse into what Andre Chase's future is going to hold on NXT, and it pretty much involves him being a mad... Crazy, crazy lecturer, which is, if you've been to a lot of lectures in your life at university, you probably know is pretty, pretty close to the truth, isn't it? But it was great because he was saying how Odyssey Jones fell over in his last hurdle when it came to the breakout tournament and he explained, he dissected why that was the case and how he would have done it, how he would have gone about the match if he was in that position. And then some idiot in the back was just like, dude, didn't he beat you in that tournament? And he, he threw him out and just started throwing off loads of F-bombs. And I like this crazy teacher. Give me more. Oh yeah, if it wasn't obvious, this segment is going to get an up. We had an update when it comes to Kyle O'Reilly, who was obviously beaten up and broken before his NXT Championship Fatal 4-Way match thing last week. Turns out his ribs are so injured that we don't know what his condition is going to be week to week, so we're just going to keep our fingers crossed that we see him at some point very soon in the future. Spoiler, it might be a lot sooner than you think. And also, we found out that Triple H is doing really well. He's recovering quite well. He, he's thanking everybody for all the messages of support as well, which was just really nice to hear. We hope you get well soon, Trips. See, I don't really know how to feel about this next bit because it did feel an awful lot like NXT with throwing something at the wall, hoping it stuck, and it kind of stuck, but then it kind of fell off. It was like that weird plasticine that's like wet, and it was. I'm making some weird, weird visuals here, aren't I? But it was Joe Gacy sat in the middle of the ring talking about the fact that he wanted to turn this space into a safe space. The same space where he'd actually been in a brawl earlier in the night because he was one of those people at the start of the night fighting with everyone. He was like, no, no, this is going to be a safe space. I'm going to sit on this chair and tell you all about peace. He also had a line about saying that he doesn't need his male privileges to get ahead in life, which again, I was a bit like, okay, yeah, that's very true, but where are we going with this? And then before long, Cameron Grimes just came down. He was going to have a match with him, and I enjoyed the match, so I'm going to give this all, all together. I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to give it an up. Because lest we forget, I know Cameron Grimes is just this ball of charisma and energy, but when it comes to going in the ring, the guy's insane. He's, he's just frankly ridiculous. There was a point where he got locked in head scissors and he just kipped up out of them like it was nothing, like it was nat nada. But take nothing away from Gacy because out of nowhere in this match, I literally, my, my face fell off. I had to glue it back on before. It took a while, but it fell off because he did a springboard backspring elbow. Just out of nothing, he just pulled that little trick up his rolled sleeves, he pulled it out and threw it in 
Grimes' face. But then, out of nowhere, there was a cave-in, obviously, from Cameron Grimes. He won the match. He was always going to win. He should have won. That's right. That is the right decision to make. But then, after it, Joe Gacy came up to him and gave him a hug. And Grimes was like, why are you hugging me? We don't, we don't do that after losses around here. This is very weird. And... Uh, I know that I really want Cameron Grimes to go after that NXT Championship at some point because he's just the most over person on the roster right now. He deserves that spot. But if we're going to have this guy who's in a search, a, a quest for inner peace through things that aren't material and everything else, just through that, through himself, coming up against a dude who loves material things and just spends money on everyone, it's a nice, it's a nice styles clash. I think it'd be good. And then we relived everybody's favourite wedding and I, I had a look on the internet. I made a big mistake. I had a look on the internet after last week and saw that pretty much nobody agreed with me when I said that I wasn't a big fan of this wedding, which is fine. You get your own opinion. You do your thing. You do you. But I, I love love. I do love love. I love all love. All love in all forms, all shapes and sizes. But this love, I do not like this love. I'm changing my mind. I'm being a hypocrite. I don't like this love. This love makes me hate love. I hate it. I hate this love. Love. Oh yeah, and then on top of that, we got told that the honeymoon is coming next week. We're going to hear all about it. I can't wait. Look, I can't stop smiling. My teeth are going to fall out. I've not got fake teeth, or have I? Okay, bizarre wedding detour out of the way. We had a match between Electra Lopez and Anna Shear. That's how we're going to say her name. Anna Shear. That's going to get an up because not only was it an upable match worthy of battering any soul, it also let me do this. <laughs> So after Electra Lopez took her time to get her jacket off, it was not long before she was just beating the ever-loving crap out of Anishir. She suplexed her, she spanning slammer, she spanning slam, spinning slammed her, and did like this weird twisting powerbomb thing for the win. She battered her, it was a good squash. It really made me excited about Electra Lopez going forward. But I'm an idiot, and I literally had nothing in my fridge today. I forgot to go shopping. It's been a busy week, I'm sorry. So this is gonna be a juicy squash, but we're gonna try, we're gonna try and get some juice out of my head. Give me a minute. Nope, no juice coming out of that. But Electra Lopez did look really good in this match. And Santos Escobar, after it, was just praising her. He was like, you were the missing piece of our familiar. Vin Diesel would be very, very proud. And then after this, she took the mic and she was like, yeah, this is just like the tip of the iceberg. You wait to watch what I do to B-Fab. So B-Fab came down to the ring, or more specifically, Hit Row did, without B-Fab. And we were like, where's B-Fab? B-Fab popped up behind Electra Lopez. She started whacking her. She started beating her up. And all both of the crew had to like pull them away. And it was like, no, let them fight. So they did let them fight. And then they stopped him fighting. He got me very energetic, and I can't wait to see him in a match. Another bit of a weird backstage segment here because we had Cora Jade and Trey Baxter just like meeting up and hugging and having a kiss and these two were going out in real life so it was like a blurring of the lines thing, storyline, reality, uh. And then she said, hey, don't worry about the fact that you lost tonight. That guy was like a superhero and then walked away. And I was like, that's, it's supportive that you were there giving the hug but don't, don't tell him that it was a superhero because it's going to make him feel like crap. And it did. And he made my voice go like this. What the hell? Oh yeah, and then Frankie Monet bumped into Raquel Gonzalez backstage, the NXT Women's Champion and they were like going really quick quickly to try and get that match sorted out for next week but then Raquel was like nah already beat you to it we're gonna fight it's gonna be a thing and then out of nowhere Lash Legend walked up to Frankie Monet and was like hey that's really cool that you got a match but guess what we've got as well next week we've got Lashing Out it's gonna be my new talk show it's gonna be the big debut it's gonna be my debut yeah Lashing Out and <laughs> just it's come out of nowhere but it did come out of nowhere it shocked me it made me smile it made me intrigued and guess what I want it Odyssey Jones destroyed 
Two men last night. Two, not just one. Like he's he's so dominant, he's so impressive, he's so over at this point that they've got to throw two people at him. It's like when they did Braun Strowman originally, but he's not like oh angry. He's just like a big, just vibrant personality that destroys people as well. Of course, it gets an up. But after destroying these two jobbers with a big frog splat, I'm going to call it because it was it was nasty. Andre Chase, who's now apparently the big rival of Odyssey Jones, came down to the ring. He swung a chair, and Jones just did that, and the chair just went. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm gonna leave this. I'm good. You, you got this, Chase. And it just snapped in half. Chase ran off. This is intriguing. I want to see what happens next with it. But I really hope that Chase's face does not resemble that chair because he needs a career. Come on, man. Then Carmelo Hayes bumped into Grayson Waller backstage just talking over like a box or something with some other people. He was like, hey, it doesn't even matter if you beat Roderick Strong next week, which he's probably not going to do anyway. He's like, if that happens, I'll probably just cash in this thing on you and take your title away. Yeah, which again, makes no sense. You can cash in on any championship, go after the big one while you're going after the cruiserweight one. Doesn't make any sense. My bald head was hurting. And then what soon will be revealed, but we'll say that name later on, a group involving Mandy Rose, Gigi Dillon, and JC Jane walked past the three, and Trick was like, damn, they fine. And I was like, Trick, eyes up here, buddy. Eyes up here, it's PG show. Before this group could have a chat, though, Ikemen Jiro had a weird Ikemen show. It's the Ika show, Ikemen show, where he started showing off his wardrobe. It was really colourful. And he was like, Ikemen means handsome man, so I'm handsome man Jiro. And he said, I'm not about strong style, I'm about style strong. I'm about Ikemen Jiro. This guy just pumps life into my life. I love it. I love this guy up. But like I said, it was Mandy Rose and her crew. They took to the ring and explained that their name is Toxic Attraction because that sounds really nasty but beautiful at the same time. And she was like, yo, I came here to NXT's women division to give you something different, to give you someone who's so beautiful, but you can't have me, that kind of feeling. And everyone was like, oh, okay, that's that's interesting. And then she said after she had a face smashed in, nobody came to help her. And I thought, well, yeah, because we're fans. If we start jumping the guardrail to see if you're okay, we'll probably get ejected from the arena. It's not a good thing to do. And then after this, Gigi Dolan was like, yeah, we needed a bit of a purpose. So we came to Mandy Rose, who herself doesn't seem to have much of a purpose. That was a bit strange. But then JC Jane was like, I've got the purpose. We won the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. And I thought, finally, finally, somebody gives a toss about these belts. And it soon got revealed that they would have a title match next week against Zoe Stark and Io Shirai, who just continued bickering and squabbling backstage in their weird little cute way that they do. And then out of nowhere, Persia popped up. This was an out-of-nowhere night. Things just kept popping up. She turned up and she was like, I want to have a match as well against you two with Indy Hartwell, who's my best friend. We explained that a couple of weeks ago. That's going to be a thing. But good luck next week. We hope you win because then we can fight you. I know that was a bit cluttered. It was a bit clunky. But the fact that we've got that many new contenders, we've got a bit of, I don't know, life, a bit of intrigue, a bit of excitement coming into this division is all good by me, so I'm happy. I'm happy with it all. It's getting up. And then just like that, it was time for the main event of the evening. It was my guy Tommaso Ciampa with Goldie and Bron Breaker taking on Pete Dunne and Rich Holland in this tag team match, and you knew what was coming. This is going to be something special. I'm going to come off to the side because I've got loads of stuff over it. Oh, I've got the yellow highlighter, and that's what it's going to get. Boom. It was pretty much what you'd expect, let's be honest. Tommaso Ciampa and Pete Dunne picked up where they left off. They started beating each other up. They knew all of their moves. They were just 10 steps ahead of each other. So that was really cool and intricate. And then when Brom Breaker and Rich Holland got in the ring, it was like two big chunks of beef just 
together. And honestly, I think Brom Breaker's new name in my mind is Belly to Belly Breaker because this guy was throwing out belly to bellies like they were going out of fashion. It was like, you have a belly to belly? Hey, yo, Pete Dunne, belly. Yep. Uh, Rich Holland, belly. It was just bellies everywhere. And there were just so many fun little moments in this match. Like, I love the point where Brom Breaker pulled the straps down, went full Kurt Angle, and he was like, I'm gonna just slam everyone. And he did. He's really over with me, and he seems really over with the crowd after like a week. This, this is how we do it, guys. This is how we go about building stars. But then as we got to the closing stages, the club, obviously, that Rich Holland always brings down to the ring. That got introduced by Pete Dunne. Then he got thrown out of the ring. Holland went after it. But then, Kyle O'Reilly, another out of nowhere moment. He arrived with his weird bruised up ribs. He smacked Rich Holland with the club, threw him into the ring, and then Rich Holland got gorilla slam thing. Do you not think that Bron Breaker does? He did that. Bron Breaker did it to Rich Holland. If you've seen the size of Rich Holland, that was impressive. And they won the match in the end. And there was a lovely little moment after the match where Tommaso Ciampa wanted his belt back. And Bron Breaker had hold of it. And he was like... But I, but I want this belt, Mr. Champa. And Tommaso Champa was like, no, my belt. Give me my belt. So we give him the belt. They like shared a bit of a respectful moment. But this match is going to be great. This match that we just had was great. It was all good stuff. It left me on a positive note. It left me giving this whole show an up. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now. And we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Listen to this ACAST show ad-free on Amazon Music with your Prime membership or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.